not like this picture frame. Get up here. Aw. She's scared of it. Charlie, come on. Hi. Oh. Oh, not in front <laughs> of the computer. Our third host is here. <laughs> Our honorary host. Oh, you can't see her on the camera. She's just off camera being being lazy. How are we doing, everybody? How's everybody doing after... Um, yeah, I mean, obviously they see the title of the episode. No, I think the more important question is, how was your birthday? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Me completely just, like, jumping up. It was good. It was a great way to turn 21. And I want to say thank you to everybody for the very kind and sweet messages that I was receiving all day. Me trying to put this in an eloquent manner. Eloquent manner. To try to express my gratitude to you guys um, for making my birthday so great and special. I appreciate all of you. And also shout out to Sarah. She got the I'm wearing the shirt in honor of it. She sent me a package and it arrived on my birthday. And it has this cute sweatshirt that is so cute and girly. And it says, written by Sarah J. Mass. Yay. And it's appropriate for today's episode, so I thought I would wear it. Perfect. Perfect timing. It is perfect. So, yeah, I had a I had a good birthday. I still, I took all the decorations down, because I don't know if anybody else is like this, but after it, like, it's the night of my birthday, I get sad, and I want to take everything down. Like, I don't even want to talk. Like, I'm just like, yeah, yeah it's not your okay, birthday it's done. Anymore. But my mom got, like, these heart balloons that are still attached to my bed, because I'm like, it's Valentine's Day decor. It's not birthday decor. It's Valentine's Day decor. So, it literally looks like my bed is going to, like, float away <laughs> with the amount of balloons that are tied to it. Oh, that's cute. It's, like, comical. She decorated yeah. so cute. If you didn't see the pictures that Destiny posted, there was the the picture frames of everything that she put up with the cake and everything. It was so cute. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. I know. I was, like, I let my mom loves doing the little, like design like to set up your little like table and stuff for your birthday yeah i loved the i don't i don't eat cake but i did cut into it and served up my family size of the cake the cake was beautiful it was like a little book uh books and slices and i was like wow this is this is a great birthday Aww. so I, yeah i had a great birthday Yay. i tried to put i kept the blown up posters because i love them and i put kingdom of ash and house of sky and breath are behind me if you guys are watching visually and you guys are like what is that that's not the usual decorations that's what that is <laughs> yeah i put i have all the series behind me but you can't see crescent cities all by itself over there but in the camera you can see some of them i also wore my enemy lovers t-shirt from shop house of jupiter because i didn't have any other yes. saturday mass ones only soul Lorkin did but i wore that last week i think I, for the past two days, I wore, I was like, but I wanted to honor Sarah and wearing the sweatshirt, so that was more important to me, but also, I had been, for the past two days, I ordered the Massiverse oh, yeah. drop from House Shop of Jupiter, or Shop House Jupiter, and I was like, oh, that would be perfect, because we're talking about the Massiverse today, but I was like, no, I have to do Sarah her due diligence and wear this adorable sweater, so that, that, that was a choice <laughs> I made today, but yeah, we're going to be talking about the Massiverse. Yes. In honor Today. of and, yeah. the new release, but don't yes. worry, if you have not read some series, we will be telling you when we will start talking about each one. As always, I will make sure that there are timestamps down below for you guys to know, like, when the certain sections are popping up. I do want, we're going to try to keep it as close as possible. What I'm kind of thinking is that we're going to do Akatar, Throne of Glass, Crescent City, and then there's going to be a section for those of you who have read all three of them for us to interchangeably talk about, you know, like, theories and 
all of that stuff that we may have about any and everything that can only apply to people who may have read like all three series so i'm gonna have those timestamps down below but do please understand this before we get into it when we are talking about a certain series it is going to be full spoiler so if you have not read the series in its entirety yet unfortunately do not listen to that section yes. because we will just be interchangeably talking yes. about the books we'll also audibly let you know so. spoilers are starting again so you guys don't yeah hear anything you don't want to and with that being said should we get into our dotes what we're yeah. gonna be sipping on as we spill some tea about these fictional sure. characters do you want to go first what's your dote so i have an olipop oh what flavor I is that i have the classic root beer Ooh. this and the i think it's the cherry cola mm -hmm. one are my absolute faves i freaking love these things i don't know have you ever tried a pop is are they called poppies yeah I've had poppies before. I I've think never, I like these ones better. I, yeah, I've never tried poppies, but I don't know if I even... Oh, I just got this all over my bed. It's so... It literally just tastes like root beer. Yeah, I don't think I like root beer. Oh. I just... I, I just have water. I got a Nawala. Oh, you look like a koala when you drink it. <laughs> Why is it called a Walla? Is there like a... that People say it's because you look like a koala when you drink it. How do koalas drink? Well, no, like, so when you put the bottle up to your face, like, the way that the mouthpiece is on the nose, like, if you take a selfie of yourself while, like, lifting it to your face, you look like a koala. That's the craziest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I learned about it on TikTok. I do love koala, so love that. Oh, they have some funky, like, you can't just get, like, a pink one. Like, their colorways are so interesting, like, the different colors they put with them. Like, I would have never put some of these colors together, you know? So interesting, the, I know, the colors I have they pick. I have a Spider-Man koala, a walla, whatever the heck it's <laughs> called. I have a Spider-Man one, and then I have, like, some other ones, too. Um, but, yeah, their color combinations are crazy. Yeah, I didn't know which one to choose. I just wanted a plain one, but they had so many different options over there. Colors I would never think together. I love it because it has a built-in straw. So, why is the like coolest thing ever? <laughs> I also found these two quizzes we could take at the end oh my god i'm so excited one is to find out who quizzes. our mates are or like who which boys <gasps> in the whole universe we're with and the other one is to find out which female character we are i'm so excited i cannot <laughs> wait but yeah we can start with that guitar that was the first one we both read right yeah that's what because i was like well, actually, because I was going to say, because we read it in order of Akatar, Throne of Glass, Crescent City, but yeah. I actually read Akatar, Crescent City, Throne of Glass. So oh, yeah, you did. Oh, that's so interesting. That's I guess because, okay, well, that. anyway, yeah, I read Akatar first. I think it was in 2022? Or was it 2021? Yes. 2022? Is that what it was? Yeah. I don't really remember why. I, I wasn't really reading fantasies either. I think I just read it because I saw everyone saying to read it yeah akatar so akatar was so interesting to me because when i like got into book talk i got into book talk we'll say circa 2020 right before christmas time like i remember book talk kind of came across my furry page i mean the og book talk i'm talking the punk 57 it ends with us mm -hmm. like akatar is like og book talk to me even though it's like still here it's like still engraved in us all but i remember seeing people like because we've talked about it before on the pod like how people used to say like they would take punk 57 to school and have their like guy friends mm -hmm. read the like whatever 
um, I remember, like, people doing that with Akatar and, like, showing the tabs of Akatar and be like, oh, the, like, whatever scenes. Also, can we talk about how that was so over-exaggerated? Like, honestly, when you think of the Akatar series, yeah, it's the last thing people were about. like, people were like, oh, it's so, like, what, I'm like, I did not think so And then you get to all. the last like, book, when, though. <laughs> yeah, that one's a different, that's, that's a whole entire different whatever, but I remember just seeing it all over like OG book talk you have to think like I didn't even grow up reading Harry Potter or anything I think that's is that the case for both of us we've never we both yeah, never no. read Harry Potter I like the farthest I would go into like a fantasy was just like the Hunger Games or Divergent or like Twilight like that was like the biggest like leap I never read Percy Jackson Harry Potter nothing so I didn't really fantasy didn't interest me my first ever fantasy book that i read was the cruel prince and then i read from blood and ash those were like the that was my experience going into akatar and so when i read akatar i was like it's just because it's like an og book and actually somebody sent me akatar from my amazon mm-hmm. wish list i want to find out who that was because shout out to that girl that changed my life forever <laughs> because they sent me Akatar and they're like i w- i want you to read this and that like prompted me to go and make a video about reading akatar and my life was forever changed. Yeah. Like, seriously. Yeah, I think the Crazy. first fantasy I also read was Cruel Prince. I, like, can't remember, but I think it was that, and I, like, did not enjoy it, like, at all. I also think because reading primarily romance, you're looking for the romance in the fantasy, and you don't realize there's a lot of world-building and politics that are just really boring if you don't really read fantasy. But Akatar, I think, was the first one that I was actually really interested in it, which I thought was funny reading the first one. I thought I was going to be very bored with it, but... I don't know if it's because I'd never really read fantasy. So reading that one, everything that was happening was really interesting to me. And like when there's like little like small plot twists or things happening, I was like shook. And I feel like that happens with like, well, to bring up fourth wing, but like when it expands out to different people that don't read fantasy, like it's exciting and like you don't expect things to yeah. happen. So that's, I think when I read it, I enjoyed it a lot more. I think if I read Akatar now, the first one, I don't think I would enjoy the first one as much as I did when I first read it. Like I, if, wouldn't have been my favorite in the series but when i first read it i loved it i thought it was so good like a good start to what was to come because when i first read it it wasn't like i guess as it was big it's always been big but like as widespread as it is now so i didn't really know where it was going to go after the first one and i was taken or taken off guard caught off guard when you continue the series but i feel like now it's kind of more knowledgeable of characters and stuff that happens even if you've never read it yeah so it's harder to stay away from spoilers. But when I first read it, I had no idea where it was going to go. So I was completely shook. Yeah, I I feel the same way. I think I remember hearing of like certain characters going into the book, but I didn't know like, and I have to think even my knowledge of books back then, that was so much different of like around the book community. Like even if somebody talked about a character, it didn't necessarily mean to me that that was like the main love interest or anything. You know what I mean? Like I didn't think anything of it when I heard of characters and stuff because I went in knowing like the characters names and I was like, I don't know what they mean, but I know that they're important and I know that this is going to be a big deal for some reason. And uh, yeah, I just... I just, it's just so it's just so funny the way that you go into it back then versus like you even go into fantasy books now when you pick them mm-hmm. up because you have like a preconceived thought already for what you like in fantasy books so you kind of like know yeah I also agree though that Akatar like I love it because I love the Akatar series so much even when I did my reread though I was like yeah it's just like it has first book 
uh, that feeling. Because even with the Throne of Glass series, Crescent City not as much, but also still, that the first book doesn't feel like anything like yeah. the rest of the series when you get into it. Like, it feels like a completely different yeah. plot and story. It's crazy where the, the fantasy, I feel like just fantasy ger- series in general, where they go after the first book, because they kind of just set up for so much to happen, especially Sarah J. Mass does this in, in her series, the first book. You don't expect where it's going to go. You can really never guess. But she plants little seeds in the first books all the way throughout the whole series which is so crazy like writing a yeah. fantasy like I she knows what she's doing yeah can you even imagine how much you need to like hint at in the beginning without outright saying it and then once you get to like the last book or further in you're like wow that makes sense she is genuinely i feel like she just does it differently because you'll even like get drawbacks to things that you thought like didn't have any type of meaning in the mastermind of it all from even just like different characters throughout the series having like mastermind moments Mm -hmm. crazy crazy she's she's different she's built yeah i feel like she said before that she doesn't even look up like she's not really on the social media with everyone posting their theories and stuff so everything that she writes really is from her imagination and her brain which is so crazy because i feel like if this not that it would ever be me but if it were me i feel like seeing theories from what readers want to happen or see what they're saying i feel like would help the story but she literally just takes everything from her brain into the book and it's crazy yeah which because with a lot of her stories they're things that she's thought out for years so you also have to think like if she did like her personally like if she did look at theories i feel like it would almost like mess with what she's already thought up in her head a little bit and i just think like i'm just like how do you have that big of a brain to be like yeah everything's gonna come together Mm -hmm. even something that like i have mentioned two books ago just just sparingly is going to matter it's gonna mean something like read every single word and retain everything that she says because it will come back even if it doesn't seem like it's important yes absolutely and that's just uh, I will say, um, if if we're if we were to break down right now for those of you who may not have read all of Sarah J. Mass, here is we can both speak on this on what we feel personally. How I would say to start into Sarah J. Mass, I would say to start with Akatar. I feel like it's the most simple plot uh, and world. I feel like it's the most simple world to understand as well from her books, and it's just the easiest to grasp of like. If you don't really read fantasy or you're trying to get into Saturday Mass, I feel like Akatar is the best way to start. Um, and then I would say to go into Throne of Glass. I do feel that Throne of Glass, once you start getting into it, I feel like if you're not a fantasy reader, like you haven't read like a lot of fantasy, it may be a little bit harder to get into because I feel like Throne of Glass is the most political of all of her series, like the most political in webs of just different places. Mm-hmm. And then I would say to go into Crescent City, personally. I don't know what you think. Yeah, I definitely agree with Akhtar first. I think if you want to start out with the Sarah J. Mass series, that's definitely the first one I think that, not just because I think it's an easier read, but I think also, like you said, the other two are more not confusing. I just think it's the easier series to start with to also understand her writing style and everything like that. Honestly, I don't really know what I would say about the next one because I just personally love Throne of Glass so much that I don't even think any other book could ever live or series could live up to it. So, yeah, but Crescent City is also very, they're big books and they're very intricate and there's a lot more of your brain working 
while reading it so yes. i would say throne of glass because of the experience you get with throne of glass like you just gotta do it but i also agree that it definitely is most like about like the world and the politics of everything you don't really get the, like the room you there's romance in it but it's not like the romance you're gonna get from akatar it's definitely akatar first mm-hmm. but in throne of glass i feel like starting throne of glass i think the first few books you get they're definitely different from the rest of the series but they're i think they're easy to grasp and they're easy yes. to read as well so i guess yeah crescent city third because they're like the most like intricate you're getting so much thrown at you yeah um i also feel like if you're a romanticy reader like all of sarah j mass's books do have subplots of romance that i do feel are strong in the sense of like when you look at other books that are just strictly political and there's just like a tiny sliver of romance I would definitely say she's very romanticy-esque, but I would say Akatar is 100% romanticy. Like, I feel like the romance plot is just as strong as the, like, subplot of what's going on in those books. Um, but honestly, if we're talking about Throne of Glass, like, it's very much a subplot. Like, we don't really focus yeah. on the romance and i would honestly say the same thing about crescent city we don't necessarily focus on romance in those books i think throne of glass more than crescent city because throne of glass you have yes so many characters and not just like the main character that you're kind of following all the side ones end up having i guess you'll see other like romantic interests and stuff there's more storylines you're kind of following where i feel like crescent city there it's like a very small subplot Oh, yeah. I think there's just too much going on in Crescent City for the romance subplot to be a big thing, honestly. But I think in Throne of Glass, like, there's so much going on in so many characters that I think there's more romance in that than the Crescent City. But definitely Akatar has the most. And I think that's why starting there is good because you can, like, latch on to the romance of what's going on along with, like, the politics that come up. Yeah, I feel like it, it helps, especially if you're not a big fantasy reader, that I feel like you can still enjoy the romance of it a lot but like you said like maybe dip your toes in the water to see if you do enjoy fantasy because yeah. i mean fantasy is not for everybody no but i pre- what i appreciate about akatar is like getting into it i think the first two books you kind of see like the romance happening and once you get further in i think the politics kind of get a little bit heavier but you're already like into it for the romance and the fantasy that it's like easier to read about the politics you're more interested and you want to yeah. know about the world and stuff so i like the way that it's kind of each book is set up yeah I do. I enjoy that too. Um, if we were to rank series upon, I mean, there's three series from favorite to least favorite. I, f- I know you're ranking, <laughs> but just go ahead and say it. <laughs> Throne of Glass. Ac- oh, hold on. I, Akatar and then Crescent City. I, I think until Crescent City's completed, I'll be able to answer that, or both of them maybe are completed. Not that I like Crescent City more, but where it could go i think could be really interesting but right now throne of glass Akatar, and crescent city yeah i actually don't know what yeah, my yours, number I don't one even know series what is <sighs> i don't know because i get so like if we're talking i don't even know though because like when we even bring in the romance of it I love the romance in Throne of Glass and in Akatar, but I love the 
guy from Avatar <laughs> so much that I'm like, do I love the romance or do I love the man? You yeah, know what I mean, yeah. like when you start thinking about that. But I love the romance of Throne of Glass, and I love the just world and how everything ends up connecting and just like the emotional, yeah. like the emotions that you go There's through nothing throughout like the entirety. <laughs> There's nothing like it. So honestly, I think I would do the same. Where it's like Throne of Glass because you have to think all in all, mm-hmm. like everything, plot, everything. Throne of Glass, Akatar's not finished yet, so I don't know where we're going to go with that, mm-hmm. but Akatar was originally just going to be the first three books, and then it was going to end there, and then Sarah J. Mass d- decided to continue it, and I feel like that's very transparent. I feel like Akawar was very final, like there could have been no other books after Akawar. Like, I feel like you feel that when you end the book, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, there's not really like, you know, yeah. but, uh, so I would definitely say Throne of Glass, Akatar, then Crescent City, um, I love Crescent City, but I don't feel that connection with the characters yeah. like the other two books. Yeah, I still I just like don't. Crescent City. I just compared, I guess, the other ones. I just, I don't know what happened when I threw in a glass. It, like, changed me as a person. <laughs> It'll do it. That'll yeah, do well. it. Truly, it uh, will. But um, I was trying to think of other just, you know, all in all, Sarah J. Mass, but now I feel like we should get into talking about the series specifically because I feel like that's like the broadest yeah. state like things that we could talk about. Let's do it. So um I think it would just be the most simple to start with Akatar since there's the least well, like least amount of books in the sense that like Crescent City is like eight hundred pages yeah, each. So they're like so long. Um but yeah, Akatar um the curse of a. Uh, the curse that what most people fall for in the first book. What curse? Oh. <laughs> I honestly, well, I have the series. <laughs> I kind of match them. Yay. Um, you do. I just hold them on a platter the whole time we talk about them. Yeah. The first one, I think, like I said, when we were talking about it, when I first read it, I guess like you said, I knew the names of people, but I like very vaguely knew Reese's name. But when I was reading the first one and then I read his name, it sparked something in me and i was like wait like something about seeing his name even when you like read it briefly somewhere like you know he's gonna be important yeah even if you don't really know who he is but i will say reading the first one i'm i'm gonna say it i liked tamlin okay i liked him with her Listen, i appreciated that everybody he did goes through I it know, well he took her captive in the first one and okay yeah he ended up being not the best but he didn't hold her captive in like a dungeon you know like you know what i mean like he took her to <laughs> yeah no, her no 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 <laughs> that no listen valid because even when i did my reread i think i said this in the video but everything blurs together at some point I mean you make so many but i think i said this that even after like doing the reread going back and looking at tamlin as a character he like I feel like we need to dive into him more without being a love interest. I just feel like sometimes I feel like he just had so much going on. And sometimes I try to understand the thought process behind the downfall. Because really, like, yeah, the fiddle. I mean, like, how did I look past that upon the first read of Akshar? Like, how did I read that he was playing her the fiddle? And I was like, okay, slay. (laughs) I don't know how. Um... But you know what I mean? Like, he also had just came from under the mountain 50 years of the masks on the face and, like, you know, all of that stuff. Like, he was also going through stuff for years that he was trying to, like, take care of and handle. And you also have to think, like, 
love Reese. He Reese was also putting on this act for everybody. So you also have to think that Tamlin doesn't know Reese. Like he doesn't. He does not know like the real ish Reese. He only knows the Reese from before Amarantha and then like during Amarantha. So he probably thought that Reese just turned into this like terrible guy. Keep in mind they both murdered each other's families. So you know what I mean? Yeah. He's just a complex character. Yeah. I think but eventually, well obviously him and Fair weren't meant to be and he just wanted to protect her and save her but not in a way that he should have he should have let her you know do her thing i still i i don't really remember the details of the story or i don't i don't really remember them like right now but i i, I don't hate tamlin is that bold no, to say i say I, that I too I, no i say that too because i think that it's like it's like it's like i'm he's he's going through a lot and i feel like he does not know how to channel those emotions yeah, he needs his, he needs his because, time by himself <laughs> yeah also think about this reese has his whole entire inner circle and all these people backing him everybody left tamlin tamlin is in the spring court all by himself yeah. like nobody is there lucian left Look, like, he does not have anyone i know wasn't the in Aquar the huge big meeting didn't he show up by himself yes not me feeling bad for Tamlin right now. <laughs> no, like, and then he does go on yeah. in that meeting to then <laughs> say yeah. genius things yeah. about Yeah, Feyre. he has his moments and that then, are like, oh, okay, I do not like him. He's not a good character. We don't like Tamlin, but... No, I don't like Tamlin's character, but I don't hate Tamlin. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, because I just think that you you have to understand that he absolutely, like, him and Feyre should not be together. He was ignoring yeah. every single, like, warning sign that Feyre was putting out. He was not thinking of Feyre in the way. But also, I think that just as a character, he was thinking that he was doing the right thing by protecting Feyre, by trapping her in the house. Because in his thought process, when she got out of the house, that's when everything went yeah. bad. So, as long as I keep her here, nothing bad can happen to her. Yeah, but he didn't see what she was going through. And he didn't care enough yeah. to check up on what was happening to her when he was like yeah no holding her in the house so yeah he definitely and the temper the temper was a problem as well yeah he definitely is not a likable no with the actions that he does but i don't absolutely i don't hate him like if he had a happy ending somewhere down the line good for him no i want tampon to have a happy (laughs) ending because i feel like we need to dissect his character and he needs to have his healing moment because here's the thing like reese gets this understanding and like self healing chapter you know what i mean like he's done some things that he's not proud of and he gets to accept that and okay charlie (laughs) and um you know move on from it and like learn but we're not giving tamlin that same energy though yeah i i truly do think down the line somewhere maybe she'll put something out there of tamlin and his either where he ends up or i remember like the basics of the series but the one thing i don't remember is that novella no idea what happens in that novella <laughs> that novella honestly it feel is random? hard to read after well no I, I like i like it because it feels like like when you're watching your like favorite tv show and it's like their holiday special like you know yeah. like, there's nothing really to the plot it's just like a nice slice of happy life after the no, war yeah. and like everything they've been through I'm, yeah I, um, I understand that but i just like, I can't see her throwing out, like, a happy little holiday special from Throne of Glass or, like, Crescent Sea. Like, I just... So, it feels so random to me. It definitely is random because she hasn't done it for anything <laughs> else. Just but like- also, 
I think it was also to serve as kind of a like prelude into what was going to happen in Nessa's book. Yeah. Because also a big theme of the entire thing was how Nesta was doing after the war and like what she was doing to the family and where she was at and her and Cassian, you know? And so I feel like it was also to serve this, like, this is what's going on and this is kind of what you have to look into for... Because I feel like, honestly, A Court of Silver Flames is where you pivot the entire series. Yeah. It doesn't feel like the same, like, flow of the series. No. No. Not at all. I don't even... I tried to watch the recap Um, of it. I can't even... I don't even know if I could talk about it. I remember when I read Actar for the first time, and I can literally go back and watch it. Hey, that's crazy. (laughs) But when she went under the mountain, what what do we say about the last 100 or so pages of a Sarah J. Mass novel? It's nothing but pure adrenaline Mm -hmm. rushing through your body because you do not know what's going to happen next. That was crazy. That, to read that for the first time, you're like... I don't even know what, like, all of a sudden, Reese is helping Feyre. Oh, we're talking about the first We're book? all falling in love with him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're all falling in love with Reese at that point. As soon as, as soon as they made that bargain, I was a goner. I just as Feyre was. I don't think I, I, I turned then. I didn't even know what to think until the second book. I, know. see, I remember, like, feeling it. Like, I was like, okay, wait. Because when Tamlin sat there yeah. after, like, all of this stuff was going on, and he just didn't do anything. Yeah, and that was wild. And he used his one free moment that Reese stuck his neck out on the line for mm-hmm. and tried to, like, seduce Feyre. Really? You're, hey, she's dying out there. Mm-hmm. Poor girl can't read. Almost got Lucian killed. I love seeing the memes about that, by the way, <laughs> of Lucian being, like, realizing that Feyre, like, can't read, and he's just sitting yeah, there, like, oh, my God. Your life is in the hands of someone that can't read for... Like, <laughs> I'm gonna to. die. Um, but just everything that happened under the mountain, like, also Lucian getting beat to a literal pulp, and then Feyre's mad at him for not, like, coming into the cell, and he's like, Feyre, I was literally <laughs> almost dead. Like, him just being, like, justice for Lucy from book one he's just always getting freaking like on the chopping board nobody's talking about him from book one he's been my favorite character and i think he still is i don't really remember much about what he does or anything but i've always loved him king honestly doesn't do much like he really doesn't but (laughs) he has to be being explored later on i hope so i feel like there's so much to explore with lucian's character and his backstory um and he's just our sassy man. Like, the sassy man apocalypse is real, and it's in these fantasy books. <laughs> That's so true. Like, he like when, and Reese, when Reese I, says that her wedding dress is just ugly. <laughs> oh, no, that's... I love the memes of that. When he, like... When she's just in there, and he's like... Mm-hmm. By the way, you know, like, that's... That, that gown is not it. <laughs> and she just throws a shoe at him. And him... I love seeing the animated things where, like, she's in her big, ugly wedding dress. And she throws a shoe at him, and he just turns around, and she's, like, holding the other shoe to throw it. And he's just, like, over it. And in his brain, the fact that he knew... At the end of Akatar, when they're, like... She goes out to speak to him, and he's, like, going to, like, go back to Valerius, and he's happy. And right when he's about to leave, and he, like, stumbles backwards, and in her point of view, she's, like, he stumbles back, and then he's gone. The fact that he landed in Valerius and hadn't been there in 49 years, and the first words out of his mouth were, mm-hmm. she's my mate, and he's crying to more. Hey, yeah, crazy. I'm not okay. He was willing to just be, like, I'm not even gonna, she's with Tamlin, like, that's fine. I'm just gonna let her be with him. I feel like mates... Tamlin would not say the same. In the Sarah J. Mass world, I feel like she made mates 
the biggest thing in Akatar. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I feel like it's a huge thing in Akatar. Like, like mates. Like, they're mates. But in the other series, yeah. I feel like it's just, like, we know that there's mates in these series now, you know? Well, they, but they also kind of use the term mate. Like, when it's, like, with Reese and Feyre, it's, like, as soon as he, like, he, like, could sense it that they were mates. Like, he, yeah. like, sense, like, you know, like, there's, like, a sense. They sense those things. And then you go read, like, the other series, and they just kind of say it in the matter of fact of, like, if you're the significant other, then they just start calling yeah, you their Yeah, it's so mate. interesting. I also, I know people are very iffy on, like, after reading the last book, because you see Nesta in the first ones, like, how she's portrayed, and you either don't love Nessa, you love Nessa, but I don't like Elaine. <laughs> I said this the other day on TikTok because I think I got like a said like what Sarah J. Mass character are you and it said Elaine and I was like like why because okay Elaine killed the king but like that's one thing yeah really crazy big thing but like out of everything like she's just gardening and she's like giving nothing and she's not answering anyone she's just like quiet and maybe there's things behind it but like she really annoyed me I think the most in the series but you know what like if we're being me if we're being <laughs> yeah, honest so like really if i was given the choice like would i go fight no yeah, also if you're taking me to the human I would world also shut down to the fey world like i i'm i'm good out here with like, my flowers no like we call her annoying but then again like i'm not jumping in <laughs> yeah. the fight in the cause so true <laughs> i am i actually could I'd see myself like, in a lane <laughs> i would actually too just sit in the library not speak to anybody yeah. and just stare out the window if i all of a sudden but also like elaine being a seer oh my god we don't talk about enough when like cassian makes the joke in front of elaine and he's like it's gonna take more than that to kill me haha and she says no it won't oh gosh i'm sorry that wild (laughs) and now that's like something that everybody's like okay what does that mean i hope you know (laughs) that's what i'm saying i'm like i don't know what that means but yeah, I don't get the whole mates thing because, like you said, in Akatar, it's like a huge thing. Yeah, like you it's feel like you your mate, it. but yeah, we could talk about it in another series. But like, there was something else. I was like, this is like Akatar is huge on the mates. Like, they are yes. mates, and that is like above everything else. Yeah, like if you were like that's a sacred bond mm-hmm. between the two. Like they have mating ceremonies and everything. Yeah, it's a huge thing. Um. But, yeah, I mean, the actor, I mean, the big things like the war, the war, hey, the the emotions that I felt when rereading it and their dad has the three ships on the horizon in Akawar mm-hmm. and it's Nesta's up front and then it's Elaine and Feyre and their dad came to save the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was crazy. That was After unexpected. Doing, that, that's just, I, I, I sob. I sob. I don't really remember. I need to watch, rewatch my own reading these books. Um, it's it was that, and like I'm trying to think of like big moments, and then like, um, oh my god, the surreal when the surreal dies. Oh, yeah, hey, that didn't kill me too. Yeah, that's not an unexpected one that you don't realize when you first meet them that you're actually going to be really upset when they die. <laughs> you just, I feel like everybody falls into the Reese thing. No one talks enough about Azriel. I, don't, I was going to say. I think it's crazy that I don't remember anything from A Quarter Solar Flames. <laughs> Cassian's my favorite. <laughs> I don't know why. That book just doesn't even feel like it's from the same series. And I cared more about, I feel like, the messaging of that book than, like, yeah. the plot. I think I actually took away messaging from that book from the only things that I retained listening to it than any plot line that happened in it. 
I remember thinking like, okay, why are we doing all this training? And then the fact that they did the freaking Illyrian test and became Illyrian warriors. Hey, I sobbed. Yeah, I, I literally was like, oh my God. Like I climbed the mountain. That was like a big part of the end of the book. <laughs> Wait, what was it? <laughs> like they, you know, like how they're training the entire book? Yeah, I thought she was just helping And them. you know how like, no, Sarah, but like, you know how Reese, Cassian, and Azrael are Illyrian warriors and how they are Illyrian warriors because they went and did the like test where they have to go in the mountains and fight oh, other yeah. warriors yeah, and make yeah. it to the top. Oh, they did that? How, yes, they all three went and did that oh. and they were the only women to ever do it. Oh, good for them. I know. I love that. Um, yeah, Gwen, um, Emery, and Anesta yeah. all did that together. Is that why she was climbing stairs? Um, no, she was climbing stairs because the wine cellar was at the bottom and how she was an alcoholic. And they were like, well, if you want the alcohol bad enough, you have to go down a thousand stairs. Hmm. I feel like I walked so down a thousand stairs. So it was like a stairs. test of her. Huh? I feel like I go, or is it 10,000? Uh, maybe, it, yeah. It had to be a lot. Because that was yeah, like a I big was, point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like a huge thing for her that she couldn't get down the steps and it was like i think it was like also a test to be like well one it was a way to get her weaned off of alcohol but it was like if you want it bad enough you have to Mm -hmm. go do it and you know she also wasn't putting in any effort for anything but yeah the list when she put the list and nobody like signed their name and she was just like Mm -hmm. um i was a nesta hater before quarters of the flames like i literally was like i hate nesta with a passion really i can't do it yes like i no, like yeah, I, 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 couldn't do it. Are. I feel like I was more like indifferent. Like she was annoying, not in the same way Elaine was, but just because she was like kind of mean. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it was because, like, just the way that she was to Feyre and like how yeah. she was to everybody, and just like she just felt so like entitled and hateful. Like it was so hateful. But then you get to know her character, and then you relate, and you're like, wow, <laughs> <laughs> this is like crazy. But also the fact that like stuff that always still makes me emotional when i think of the series is the fact that she never said i love you to like she didn't say i love you to cassian first she said it to her sister first well, yeah that's and having to go down that road of like trauma with her mom you know like that her mom did to her and then like realizing like how powerful a sister's love is and like you have no one in this world if not your sisters mm-hmm. you know and just at the end, like, when she saves Feyre's life, and then she goes, and, like, the book ends with her, like, running down the stairs to go be with Elaine and Feyre. Hey, Aww. I sobbed like a baby. I know, I wish I remembered that, but that you, sounds really sweet. I was about <laughs> to say, this is all lost on Sarah. Sarah's like, aw. <laughs> anyway, I don't know what that means. Um, yeah, I failed also, the last book. <laughs> In Accordance of Her Flames, something that I think about all the time, too, is how, obviously, Lucian's brother... Oh, my God. Why His name just left my brain. This is Eris. Um, Eris. The way I... That, it, I don't know how I knew that. Great job, Thank Sarah. You. I love that for you. Um, that Moore was supposed to, like, be with, and then, you know, the whole entire thing happened with Eris, and he's talking to Cassian, and Cassian's, you know, like, spitting venom at him and is, like, saying these things, and Eris says, like, you need to ask more because she's not telling the truth. Like, she's not telling you guys what you think like whatever i have not trusted more since then i feel like she is withholding information i think she's lying about something because like even little hints that eris has said and like other people say about more like i feel like more hides a lot of secrets i haven't i i'm just gonna agree with you honestly 
<laughs> this is lost on series. Sarah cannot remember anything about the Actor series. I love the Actor series. <laughs> Moral of the story: Actor series is amazing. We can move it on is. to Throne of Glass because I feel like that's more fresh on your brain to like think about what happened in Throne of Glass. We can move on to Throne of Glass. It's all my best friends. Yes. Okay. Listen. Yeah, guys. I want to get this out there. <laughs> Listen here. I got tagged in so many TikToks after Sarah J. Mass updated her website and was like, this is a proper movie yeah. order. I'm going to say it right now. I don't give a Yeah, I'm not. Bleep. I'm still not going <laughs> to jump on that bandwagon after reading the series. No. If you could, if you, s- Assassin's Blade first, that's all. Yes. Like 100%. Some people aren't novella people, so I feel like it is also just more convenient for them to read the novellas first. And in my brain, it will never not make sense to read a prequel smack dab in the middle of the series. It just does not make sense. I understand it breaking up going between these books because it switches like... like like where you're reading it, the plot line really switches after that. So like you're seeing everything that happened before what you just read, but reading the prequel and seeing everything that she's done before you can connect with her on like such a crazy level yes and also after starting throwing a glass after reading assassin's blade when they start saying stuff about like red desert and healers and stuff you're like oh my god literally she was just doing all that and you're just like so much more connected to her i feel like if i read throne of glass first i wouldn't really care about her becoming the king's champion like at all no and see that's where i read throne of glass first and then read assassin's blade um third and after doing that i always said to like it and also just you find out about sam off the bat like in throne of glass like they talk about him you know what i mean yeah. i mean it's still i and guess seeing hearing his name and like whatever happened to him and then reading assassin's blade third or whatever it's still like the inevitable and it's still upsetting but i feel like just not knowing in the beginning and like you're That's rooting what I mean. for sam you know like not knowing and going into the books yeah like with the novella and you don't know i feel like hits more emotionally yeah i agree also they're all class spoilers guys <laughs> don't listen yeah <laughs> so i just because i went in and when they tell you in time of glass like yeah because she says it like pretty much off the bat that sam is dead like she's like sam's dead i don't because yeah, really... right after it happened throwing a glass starts and she's going to yeah you know that's why she's in the prison is because yeah. she tried to go kill uh what's his face and he threw her in the prison yeah assassin's blade is uh, so underrated it really is oh my gosh it's you know so what? good the way most of it connects in empire of storms and like kingdom of Wild. ash is beautiful like like this year's blows my mind because of the way she has connected from the first book and the prequel all the way through something something that sticks with me is like because i feel like you definitely connect to it from what happens in assassin's blade is somebody said like what she did didn't save them in the end it was always her kindness that got them the allies and stuff like um in assassin's blade the girl that she went to like assassin school with that she let go Mm -hmm. instead of killing her then she comes with the ships yeah. you know what i mean yeah, it like all comes later back. on into the series yeah yeah it's, like it's, it's it's her kindness it's so crazy that this is a, a prequel and usually i feel like you know whatever happened with sam in the first book you would think that that's okay that's where it's ending she's gonna move on now no what happens with her and sam literally all the way through to kingdom of ash like all the messages and the meanings behind it still bringing up sam going to the gravesite in one of the books and all the way through and it's so crazy he's such a big figure in the whole entire series oh well 
I feel like it's because she does it for him and she does it for um her best friend's name is escaping me right now um the one who oh, dies in Nehemia? the night yeah she does it for both of them because mm-hmm. they're both talked about a lot yeah. throughout and her parents but she like especially her best friend because you know she made the promise to her that like i'm going to yeah that's where it all starts help the kingdoms yeah mm-hmm. so she's like i'm gonna do this and um it's just a throne of glass is a whole entire own world of its own of like how everything connects and emotionally wise like all of that yeah it's 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 it's, it's okay hey stutter it's insane <laughs> it's so crazy <laughs> in the first i guess you're reading assassin's blade first but the first three books feel like a totally different oh yeah world than the other ones and it's so crazy because i was so upset after kind of midnight going into air fire because i was like oh now i gotta learn about these people and this world like i miss the castle and dory like this sucks and then it turned into like the best thing ever yes and sarah is sarah's a dorian girly for those of you who don't know sarah loves dory the moment he shows up a dark-haired prince that's like the the basis of what i love but he was so he never was like mean and he was like no right after sam he was like the first one after sam for her to actually like on an emotional level i guess connect with and then so okay first you have me love sam and her and then you have me love dory and her and just dory in general and sorry i call him dory but then yeah get with the program guys i give them all nicknames i call her did i say sally i call her sally no okay but then you put in i call him cole his name is kale i just don't like the name kale yeah and then you're trying to have ne- i will never root for him sorry no listen you know it's criminal the fact that we got the love interest being kale instead of dorian yeah and in the first few books i saw i saw the saw tiktok somewhere it was like dory loved her for whatever all these things and then kale loved her when she was miss lillian or whatever pretending to be like part of like the the yeah. world the throne of glass world or whatever she wasn't even like sally at that point and kale was like falling over her yeah hey how are you gonna love an assassin and in the moment that she shows up to be an assassin and save your life yeah. say she's saving your life you're like disgusted oh my god i did not like him. like no, I didn't either. I was like, why isn't Dory in the love interest? Like, why Why is he the love interest? I know. It was the so fact that sad. she let down him. When he, she left. She let him down easy. Yeah. And he bought her a dog, for God's <sighs> sake. I know. And he took care of that dog when she had to leave. When she was forced to leave. The, the whole entirety of it. But once you get to Air Fire, it's a completely different book. And I remember being like... I, listen, enemies to lovers, for real. Yeah, I think getting punched in the <laughs> face by your love interest yeah. like rocked. I, Not just like. I know. As soon rocked. as all that happened, I was like, I knew where this was gonna go with him. But I just, I think I knew since I knew that's where it was gonna go. I was like, kind of annoyed. I was like, we're now we're gonna go through a huge enemies to lovers storyline now, and I'm still hung up over Dory, and that was like almost two books ago just so sad but i was just i see that book was just really slow to me and really boring to me because she's just trying to figure out her powers and they're arguing all the time and you get the mandan chapters and i think it's a really big canon event everyone just hates her first chapters (laughs) 
because it's like no one cares <laughs> god no i that's like that is such canon of amber it's just like man you like flip and it's man's chapter you're like jesus yeah, I would stop. every time i would flip to her chapter I'd, I'd take a break i was like i can't read 20 minutes of his. but her chapters are so important, so important. like once you get through the books you're like crap yeah the good thing i was paying attention yeah. but like that sucks to get through um yeah so sarah sarah doesn't love air fire and air fire is one of my favorite books i definitely because appreciate it now though yeah i think i really like it because it is serving enemies to lovers obviously and i love rowan i'm absolutely obsessed with him and i feel like it also just shows character development because he even makes a comment in air of fire of like he kind of calls her like spoiled and he kind of like i forget the exact words but like he kind of says these things because he doesn't know who she is and then later on like when he finds out like who she is like what's happened to her he literally gets like sick to his stomach thinking about the things that that he said to her and i love that Mm -hmm. and i eat that up I did yeah like I literally I'm gnawing at it like I love it like I'm just like yeah yeah I definitely yeah, you sick yeah. <laughs> yeah I definitely loved them and that whole development start the start of air fire to where they were but this is what I was saying about the mates thing like huge in Akatar but like when I eventually like as soon as it was enemies of lovers trope going on I knew like I knew they were yeah going to be mated somewhere in the near future but can we talk about how Maeve knew oh yeah that, that was they crazy. were mates and she set the trap for saying that that was rowan's mate and then killed mm-hmm. that woman i mean that is like yeah and you don't even find that out until like uh, what book do you find that out in further down is it the tandem is it empire of storms yeah i think it might be yeah is it empire of storms like, like the you whole time because you're thinking that he had uh, his mate died but that was yeah which is crazy and yeah, I, and if anyone's asking, I do ignore that they're distant cousins. I do yeah. like ignore that. Sarah J. Mass, why the hell would you do that? Hey, I always why are you that. doing that? I yeah, I try my heart, but I always have to say it because when I say I'm a Roman girl, they're like, ugh, somebody's cousin. But hey, listen, I ignore it. I just act like that. That's not a canon mm-hmm. thing. That's absolutely dis- <laughs> I just can't. Were you? Like, why did you write that? Were you shook when you found out that she was Aylin? Or did you know? I remember when I told you I got spoiled. I think you said you no. caught on. I caught on immediately. I think it's in Throne of Glass. Um, there's a moment. I think it's in Throne of Glass um, that they're talking about Aelin. They're telling Selly that, and she's hearing it from the king, that, like, Aelin is, re- like, raising this army. And she, like, makes this small, like, there. it's, like, a tiny, tiny thing. But you know me. Okay? Mm-hmm. I'm catching on everything. Like, she says something, like, there's, like, a comment made in her point of view. And I was, like, oh, it's her 100%. Mm-hmm. It's her. Like, I was like, it's her. Yep, that, yep, that's, it's, it's her. And then I was right. Yeah. And I was like, I knew it. I think, I think I saw a, it's always fan art on my Explore page that spoils things for me, but I think that's what I saw. But it was also something else I saw on Instagram that someone said, like, one of their favorite characters was Aelin. And then I was like, but we haven't, like, really met anything about Aelin. So I kind of put two and two together, but. Every time someone posts something and they say their favorite cal- character is Aelin, and I know the series has been out for a while, it always makes me just a little bit upset because I'm like, they're going to figure it out. And it's like, a, it's, yeah, it's a crazy I, thing. I agree. And, and, and it's like, but it's also tough because it's like, because it, I had heard the name Aelin before. Yeah. But I thought, like, maybe we just meet her, like, yeah. like, Selly, Selly meets yeah, her, that's true. is what I thought. Like, so people could also just think that, that, like, we're gonna meet her down the road because yeah. like you know there, there's like big characters that are main yeah, characters a, that, yeah that's true that was one of my favorites of the um, series crime and then 
Queen of Shadows was my other favorite. The book is crazy. Yeah, see, mine are Air Fire, Empire of Storms, Kingdom of Ash. Those are like my three like favorite really? at most. Yes. I think those are like not Kingdom of Ash, but they're you're kind of least. I think Crown of Midnight, Queen of Shadows, and Kingdom of Ash. The, the tandem, see, I just could I could not. I understand, but like Empire of Storms is what got me through the tandem because yeah, i loved true. it so much I, like i literally was like i love this yeah i only remember the ending of empire storms i don't even remember what happens in it well it's like it starts off and she's talking to the people from her kingdom oh, yeah and they're not respecting her and she's kind of discouraged and they're all like we need to go their separate ways to try to like figure out how we're going to get their allyship and like uh they go to uh Arabin. Uh, no, the Pirate King. They go the Pirate King. And uh, whatever the dude's name is, that's a Pirate King. Yeah. Whatever. They do, they do all of that in Empire of Storms. And they're at uh, Skulls Bay. Yeah, when, because when Kale's, yeah, Kale's like... The one place that she wouldn't be is yeah. the Pirate's place. And that's exactly where she yeah. went. <laughs> yeah, I love seeing the meme, too, where it's like Kale being like, I know the one place she wouldn't be is Skulls Bay. And then it's like Aelin in Skulls yeah. Bay. And she's just like, yeah, like I'm over here. What about when they put the, the collar on Dory? In Queen of Shadows, oh, my God. oh, something that guts me is something that I never forgive Aelin for is like when she's so quick, her and Kale are so quick to be like, Yeah, we have to kill Dorian, and then Manon writes like witch killer, like he, like he's still in it, mm hmm, yeah, because she says what color do you bleed and he says i'll bleed whatever color you tell me to and that's actually ingrained in my brain i want it tattooed somewhere on me and that's how she knows that he's still in there oh my god what a scene but also the fact like think about manon the fact that she immediately cared enough like she mm -hmm. could have just been like yeah i'm not saying anything and like it will be easier if he dies i love you know development what I mean? great development yeah she was like <laughs> okay like witch killer but yeah also the i loved in this series when you're reading so much about manon or whatever or rowan and air fire but like when all of the characters you love meet like when manon and sally went were in their first scene together and they're fighting or whatever like that was crazy i was shook but they have like a mutual admiration for each other because they're like wow yeah. like this is like a powerful like yeah. woman and they're just both like especially aelin was like wow this is mm -hmm. like cool like this is it's just it's everything and then I was somebody who fell under the trap of an air fire. I hated um, Adian. I hated him. And I love Adian. I love him. Sarah does not feel the same. Yeah, I just... He for, I don't mind him. I just think him and Kingdom of Ash, he ruined himself for me completely. Oh, 100%. He was so I mean. got so pissed at the storyline in Kingdom of Ash. I was like, okay, you're not giving the character that you yeah, are. Like he forgave Aelin literally as soon as he found out she was still alive for not telling him she was still alive, but he's kicking out his girlfriend into the snow. Literally. Don't even get me started. <laughs> the fact that Lasan like, listen, the fact that she, like, trusts a a Adian after a all of the trauma that she's been through, like, she's been yeah. used as, like, oh, she's one of my favorites, I think no i love her i love that she's a shifter i love yeah. that she just like shifts the craziest whatever she when you wants. find that out when Rowan was like i sniffed it yeah. on you <laughs> okay that's crazy <laughs> you're just like <laughs> okay like yeah like no i just but stuff like that like mastermind moments yeah. but 
it's something that I always think about because I see these TikToks where it's like, name a character who had every reason to become the villain but never did, and it always shows Aelin. The amount of things that happened to her in her lifetime that really you would look and go, like, this is a villain origin story, mm-hmm. but she refused to become the bad guy. Yeah. Ugh. She's one of my fa- She's probably one of... She probably is my favorite, like, main character in a series. What about when she's... Like, going to us being like what about <laughs> I, don't know about I think it's of shadows but she goes to arabins to whatever they found out about the rings and everything and he puts the ring on her when i tell you i literally closed the book and couldn't read anymore but then you flip the page and it's like she's a genius but i was that yeah. part was freaking out and also remember when they lissandra was the one that killed arabin i always thought that it would be a bigger moment but His i death. liked it because i think it was like very <sighs> metaphorical in a sense because lissandra doing that it was kind of a not to like you know everything that lissandra's been through like that stuff that she's had to live through for years mm-hmm. so doing it in the way that made the most sense to her and like the intimacy of like the things that she's yeah. had to do and killing him in that manner i was like okay yeah mm-hmm. that was a crazy thing it was crazy I just thought it would be a, a bigger um, moment, like a bigger scene. Uh, no, 100%. I, I did think that that would be a bigger thing, too. One of the worst deaths, I say this every time me and Destiny talk about this, for me, Kale's guards on the poles. Justice for Brulo and Ress. No one ever remembers who they are. They are the guards that were guarding Sally and were helping them with all of it. And Kale comes back to the castle and they're dead. Oh, it hurts. <laughs> I think that one of the biggest things, because of what it means when Finner, oh my god, I never know how to pronounce his freaking name, but I love him. Fenris? Fenris? Who? The wolf. Oh, Fenris. I I say Fenris. Fenris, what the hell? You know, I don't do fantasy (laughs) names. Um, His twin that Maeve Mm -hmm. kills, and that. that, Doesn't she make him kill himself? Is that the scene? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, right in front I'd say of him. blurry how he dies, but yeah, he like and then oh my god, the blink yeah. the blink once or twice. That's what like kept her alive and kept them going. Was But the fact that she was tortured and then like re whatevered and then tortured even more. What about her taking and her then scars just, like, away? Like when I read that part, it's just like everything she's been through that you've been through with her just like vanished from yeah. her. Oh, that was so sad or when she couldn't take the mask off. I felt it. Oh my I god. Was also the panic the you it feels so real like when she's panicking and trying to run away and the only option is Lorcan, but she's like terrified because yeah. he's the one that betrayed her but she knows that she has nowhere else to run mm-hmm. and Lorcan yeah. is like sobbing hey <sighs> Lorcan was another one in his first scenes it's like okay i'm annoyed i don't want to read your chapters we're playing hide and seek but <laughs> when that happened obviously i was mad at him because he gave away everything and that's why she ended up with mave but he didn't know (laughs) he didn't know to be fair like he was very remorseful and once he did figure it out he was crawling he was very much he was like yeah that was oh my god he's sobbing and he's like yeah oh my god and his worst fear being that lead would be or lied whatever would be like yeah i don't love you Mm -hmm. hey he's a simp (sighs) and we love to see it yeah, the, her journey was crazy too. She's just a little, little girl human She's in shackles. Literally just a girl. Yeah, in like a death mountain place, 
and she survives that is and finds crazy also good for her and what does lorkin do don't who knows (laughs) um also god what's her name starts with a k and i always forget um, it and i wish i didn't that yeah that was crazy was emotionally scarring for me you don't expect anything from her but then she's like no let me save everyone actually like she the fact that she went through so much and then she saved everybody hey um just yeah i mean kingdom of ash and then the fact that like her sitting on the throne and she's done it for sam and she's done it for hey i want to sob you know what i mean kingdom of ash was when they say like when he says like what do you want to do and she's like you know like we'll just wait till tomorrow like or whatever it says like she's just like that's how the book ends like she's like i have till i can figure yeah, it out like i have time to figure out what i want all do. of the reunion scenes though because you see them in different spots and when yeah they all show up again but at the end her hugging dorian kale literally <laughs> probably the saddest moment of the series because you think of how far that they've come from getting her out of prison oh, so to like crazy. her literally being the queen and like br- brought them with her every step of the way also hold on we didn't even talk about the whole entire nameless is my price yeah. and the whole entire like that was wild oh my god and the king being because you never knew his name they just called him the king and he just didn't even have a name mm-hmm. and he said he hey. knew his name the first time he held his son <laughs> that was crazy also, just Sally being selfless the whole entire series is also crazy. Not Never once no, is she like, selfish when she no. should be. No, and it, we're literally all screaming at her, like, girl, pick yourself. Yeah. Pick yourself. She's d- and she's just like, no, I'm going to jump off this cliff to save the ones that I love. Yeah. And you're like, no, girl. Yeah. Come back here. But can I talk about this? <clears throat> Something that pisses me off in fantasy books, and we need to talk about it. Hey, let's stop going through an entire journey and especially with throne of glass oh my god going through everything and then hey let's take the powers away at the end yeah hey geez <laughs> the whole series oh my for nothing. god <laughs> like and some people will be like but that's the whole entire point is like now she doesn't need the power but hey why can't she have both yeah she's given so much why can't she have both why did yeah i think it's supposed it to be something makes emotional me so thing mad. that's actually a little annoying it makes me so mad like i i oh my god when she lost her powers in kingdom of ash i actually closed the book <laughs> i was like yeah i feel like i, I felt that it coming pissed me off what she was doing it pissed me off well because sarah j mass usually doesn't do that like she doesn't like take away power so i was like okay cool and then gone yeah i was like oh of course cool. can't get she yeah, can't no. have anything no not even her powers mm-hmm. like but yeah just my rant about that that every time i think about it it makes me so mad the way we didn't say one thing about tower of dawn (laughs) shows how we feel about that book what do you want me to say about it i don't care like i I think i I think the only good part of that series i think irene carried the whole book and i think it was just crazy seeing that she was an assassin's blade and hey that's the healer from that small little novella is now a main character with the coin the freaking coins hey go do hey go go so you can be like a healer yeah the way no but also the one thing from that from irene and everything was she still held the note that yes she wrote to her and i was waiting for so long for her to reunite with sally and like her to realize yeah, that that's me too. who kale was talking about the whole time it was so that's a crazy little reunion going on but yeah i think kale needed the book i didn't need the book he needed the book 
for his redemption and his journey. I could have done with a Dory book if you wanted to do that. What about wait? What about when Dory turns yeah. into a fly or something? <laughs> he learns to shape shift. And a woman. He turns yeah. into a woman at one point too. <laughs> He's so unserious. <laughs> he literally is like me if I ever got powers. Let me, let me see what I can do with this. Yeah, <laughs> like just so unserious in the most serious of situations actually a dire situation mm-hmm. he's just like i want to turn into a fly yeah everyone talks about how he's <laughs> him and manon like have an open-ended story and manon's immortal and he's not and it hurts me to think about i think sarah j bass will write something about it i actually saw a part of her interview on the today show she said i like after the next actor book i'm not talking about what i'm writing but it's something that i've had in my mind for a really long that. time and people think it's going to be about Dory. Please. Please. I could die. <laughs> I could not imagine. Oh God, um, I don't know what I would do. But yeah. But yeah, Throne of Glass, unmatched. 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 Just Truly. everything for it. I'm just, oh, the, we didn't even talk about how, you know, um, when Sam left and she just kept looking at the clock and she knew something was wrong, but she just couldn't stop looking at the clock yeah. and wait for him to come home. And she doesn't let him use the lavender soap. And the first time that Roman yeah. goes to her apartment, she lets yeah. him use the lavender soap. Yeah. Well, she says, I hate packing after he says, I love you. Yeah. And she says, oh, I hate packing. Oh, you know, I said this. I said this to Isaac not that long ago that that impacted me so much mm-hmm that any time that now like somebody but especially him like if you're leaving or like because you know like, sometimes if you're busy or distracted and someone's like i love you and then you like don't say it mm-hmm. back that has forced me to be like when i leave i say it yeah when somebody leaves i say it like i let people know because i'm not somebody that's like comfortable like doing that and i swear ever since reading that in assassin's blade i've been like i have yeah. to let you know really like shows. i can't live with that yeah i also saw somewhere that in that book since she told sam everything that she was doing and the whole plan and stuff and he ended up dying that's why in like the rest of the series she doesn't tell anyone her plans that's why everyone's left in like the dark of everything because just in case they know like they're also in trouble i thought that was crazy that is that makes so much Mm -hmm. sense sam really taught her a lot and that's heartbreaking i know that (laughs) i know and i love I love Rowan because of how much he loves Sam. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. When he gives her the rock or the stone or whatever it was. Yes. And he, like, doesn't let anybody talk about Sam. Like, is it Arabin or the Pirate King that starts talking about Sam and Rowan's like, you're not going to start talking about him? Pirate guy. Um, And that's just, oh my God, I just can't. I just, I I just love the series so much. It's just so, it's so good. It really is. There's so much to it. We can go on to the more mid series of them all <laughs> and that is crescent city it's not bad it's not a bad series guys it's not it's really not yeah, it's not bad it's but just in comparison doesn't go close no and i don't i think it's i personally think it's the mix between such a interesting fantasy world because it's like the urban phones and everything but also yeah i never connected to the characters really as much as i did yeah. And the other one it's such a weird mix that she's it feels like she's writing as if it's like a fever dream like truly like just throwing things out there oh yeah no it literally does not the series almost doesn't feel real yeah. <laughs> and but i love it though like i still do love the books they're not my favorite but like i remember the first time i read crescent city i was like what the hell is going on i felt like i was on drugs <laughs> i was like 
okay, so th- they have phones, and now there's angels, mm-hmm. but there's also demons, but there's also wolves, and there's Mer- also mermaids, mermaids, and different houses. Anything you like, can think what? of, but with modern Honestly, technology. <laughs> Sarah J. Mass loves to info dump in Crescent City. It's like her favorite yeah. thing to do. I feel like I'm reading a textbook. Yeah, that's where it gets like a lot because. I feel like in her other books, you learn as you go with the characters, but this one, she's yes. just telling you everything at once, and it's really a lot at once. And I think that's why it should yeah. be the last one to read, because it's, like, so much information. And you know what? You worded that perfectly. Like, that, you worded that in a way that I never could have. The, like, yeah, you you learn as you go, and she kind of shows you, and it unravels, mm-hmm. versus in Crescent City, she just info dumps. Yeah. Like, she, it will be just a page of information. I literally feel yeah. like I should be annotating for a class. Yeah, she started like, the first book as if we already knew everything about Crescent City, and she goes right in yeah. to, like, this is what's happening, and then you get, like, a dump of something. Yeah, it, it, it'll be like Bryce is going down the street. She's walking past a triari of the Asteria that da 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 And you're just like, what? You should like keep up. Girl, what? By the time I ended the book, I remember closing the book and I was like, <laughs> I don't even know. Like, I just remember just being like, I don't even know what I just yeah. read. Like, I really felt discombobulated. I didn't even know. I feel like I was just. Yeah, and then I just went directly into House of Sky and Breath after that. That's what you got to <laughs> like, do? Okay, I guess I'm going to the yeah. other one. It's all vibes, honestly. Like, if you don't, if you can't figure it out, just keep reading. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will say characters love Rune. Yeah. Do you have any favorite characters? In top. Honestly, no one talks about Hunt enough. I really like Hunt. I really, really like Hunt, and I love Rune, and I love Ethan. Okay. I love Ethan. I don't like Bryce. There, I said I don't, it. I think I she's truth. the most delusional character. The way that she defends Danica with everything in her after everything that comes out, I actually... It's beyond me that she still defends her. And that's her best friend. That's not a good Literally, best friend, Miss Girl. No, it's not a good best friend. Danica is doing right for the world that they live in. And Danica was right for, you know, like, researching, going, and all of this stuff. But you could have told Bestie about it. It's not like I would be like, oh, yeah, I'm doing all this stuff. And, like, I'm going to tattoo a horn into Sarah's back and never let her know any of the research that I did to help her with the situation to move things along faster. You know, like, in case something happens to me, know this information. That way you can. And we don't spend two books trying to catch up on the information that Danica got within, you know, like, some months. Yeah, and as soon Um, as she kept saying that, one, Danica, all these secrets about Danica are coming out, and two, the first time she said that she doesn't know the words that are written on her backs it's a different language i was like okay you literally put put it in my face that there's something else in her back and we're looking for something (laughs) the way she was so blindly following danica like Mm -hmm. the fact that danica was like yeah i just picked a random language and bryce was just like slay like i don't even like you didn't even question what was on the back yes she's so delusional yeah i don't really i don't i don't like her i think my it's not even i don't think i love hunt either like he's a foot fetish he does there's like multiple scenes that he's like telling her that he loves her feet and wants to like he loves her feet in many that is so weird like scenes where it's about to get spicy like she he loves her feet (laughs) and her toes they the stuff that like goes down in the crescent city books are also a little bit weird you know what i mean yeah like it's all a little like you're a little like what's going yeah. on you know like you're a little bit like i don't i don't know how to feel about this yeah. i don't like bryce 
not one of my favorite characters. Definitely main character status, no, because I one the alpha hole stuff is annoying. It's annoying. It's frustrating because somebody cares about her and wants to look out for her that she calls them an alpha hole. Like it is just so annoying. She has that mastermind in her. Like there are things that Bryce does pull yeah. where it's like she is kind of always like two steps ahead and it is impressive because you're like, wow. <laughs> like you know like she you don't expect it Mm-mm. from her. And that's the point is that she's kind of the type of character that you wouldn't expect that stuff from. But her always being like like, I know what's best. Don't talk to me about that. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. Like, she's just, it's just insufferable sometimes yeah. where I'm like, just shut up for one split second yeah. and let somebody else do the talking. I, I think my favorite character is probably Rune. Ethan. Connor probably would have been my favorite. And Therion. Is that how you say it? He's underrated. I love him. He makes, hey, if you want an award for who makes the worst decisions imaginable, <laughs> give it to Therian. Mm-hmm. Give it to him. He deserves mm-hmm. it. Every single thing that Therian does, I'm like, that is the most unintelligent way that you could have went about that mm-hmm. that I've ever seen in my Still life. I love him. Like, it's actually kind of impressive. I say that he's like Manon, where at first I really was like, oh my God, <laughs> like, I do not love him. And then he grows on you. Yeah. And you're like, okay, yeah, I, I really like him. Um, I love Baxian. I love him. Why don't yeah. we talk about him enough? I love him. And the fact that he was Danica's mate and then she died. And he only got four months yeah. with her. And he changed. He literally changed everything for Danica. He like literally. Yeah. I don't really have much to say. But I like. Yeah. After finding all that out and when he was like slowly trying to tell them like you can trust me. I was like okay. I kind of like him. I showed him how to play video games. <laughs> That was so awesome. Why was that so cute? Also, does anybody else picture the Asteri as the Volturi from Twilight? No, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> yeah, have you never watched the Twilight movies? We can watch the first one when it came out. Like, okay. They're like the uh it's like the same thing. They're like the higher ups, high high vampires mm-hmm. in Twilight. And they literally are the Asteri. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, it is really funny. But there's not a whole lot to say about Crescent City because it's like... I honestly don't know. It's crazy that there's such thick books, but like... What happens in them? <laughs> what happens in them? Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. It's so much info dumping in just like the most mundane moments mm-hmm. ever. And then like the last 150 pages, something yeah. happens. The first one's just like a really long murder mystery yeah second one things heat up a little bit because you get introduced to the conflict yeah of the of the world um that's why earlier when i was talking about like the first book of like in sarah j mass worlds that all kind of have that like it doesn't even feel like it belongs in the series mm-hmm. because like the storyline with micah like okay i mean it does all make sense in the end but like you're just kind of like okay this doesn't even feel like yeah. it's useful to the storyline um, this is what i was saying about mates too <laughs> bryson hunter just in bed and he's like i think you're my mate and she's like yeah we should call each other mates no how unserious I mean. like, it just seemed like it just seemed like oh we're boyfriend and girlfriend so we're mates yeah okay that yeah. makes no sense and before was it the first book at the end right before i don't think they even i don't know when they said that but i think they like kissed for like the first time and he's getting taken in after betraying her and she's like ready to sell herself in in his place and i was like you are literally why would you do that what about the end of the first one when they're watching her like reality tv 
just fight for her life <laughs> oh my god the fact that they're all sitting there like it's an episode of the real yeah. housewives of orange county <laughs> no one's doing anything yet hey so no one's gonna go help which i think that they did say like nobody could get there yeah, in time, it was too like, far away but like the stuff happening just the way they're watching Wahaba, her yeah oh my god i know sobbed yeah that was sobbed sad. Oh, she watches reality TV. She was so cute on her little iPad. She was so cute. She loved hu- literally me yeah. <laughs> taking my iPad everywhere with me. Aww. I said this the other day that I've been reading on my Kindle and I said I'm literally an iPad kid. <laughs> but I'm only... Give me a sec. <laughs> I think I'm 40% in. Ah. Right. you're reading on the kindle i am i'm trying to like keep up on here just to see the pages and stuff but i did buy it on my kindle because yeah. it's just too big for my i mean hold i bought three copies <laughs> of the physical book kindle and and got it on audible perfect so. <laughs> you finished you finish? i thought it was on goodreads did you yeah we don't have to talk about it yet if you don't want to i could finish it and then we could talk about it in an episode if you want yeah if you want to give some something do you have anything to say um <laughs> nothing that's fine okay start quiz (laughs) first question how do you deal with past trauma pretend it never happened accept it and realize that it plays a part in making you who you are you managed to put that behind you a long time ago confronting the problem is the only way to heal it still hurts but you're strong enough to handle it you're not the best at dealing with emotions you're still struggling slash processing um i'm gonna go with i'm gonna accept it I'm gonna. I don't know whether to say pretend it never happened or you're not the best with handling emotions. And I'm gonna say you're not the best at dealing with emotions because that is me. Okay. Next question. You can read it. We can go back and forth. How do you handle problems? View them as challenges and face them head on, like an earthbender. Ask for help. If you leave it alone, it'll resolve itself. Definitely that one. A hundred percent. If you leave it alone, mm-hmm. it'll help itself. Okay. Speaking of, which are you? Waterbender, firebender, earthbender, airbender. Am I the avatar? What What do you mean? I don't know. I'm trying to think of what, what a Gemini is. I don't know what sign. What, like... If I were to have... I think I would want to do... Fire. That's kind of fun. I'm going fire. I'm trying to think of what's the most resourceful. I think I would say Earthbender because if you could use all the elements that the Earth has to offer you to like fight somebody, mm, I would just start burning everyone. <laughs> oh yeah, that's another way to do okay. it. A hundred percent. Pick a Netflix original: The Witcher, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, She-Ra, and The Princesses of Power. Strangers, no Stranger Things, no thanks. A hundred percent Stranger Things. You guys know me. That's the only one I watched. If you were able to go back in time and deal with a bully any way you wanted, what would you pick? Kick their ass? <laughs> Try to make friends with them. I wouldn't bother to go back at all. I've matured past that or refuse to let them know they're even getting to you. I wouldn't go back. I'm good. That's what I'm saying, too. I wouldn't go back. Why would I go back just to, like, beat up a bully? <laughs> Where does your talent lie? Entertaining, i.e. singing, acting, writing, practical skills, cooking, crafting, gardening, leadership, organizing, directing, or none of these. I want to say none yeah, of these. I don't like, think I have what a, a talent. <laughs> I don't sing or act or write. I don't cook. Yeah, I said none. I don't garden. <laughs> yeah, I would say none of those. Okay, favorite animal. Big cat. <laughs> Leopard, tiger, <laughs> cougar is part of that. And then eagle, bear, dog, or horse. Dog. dog. 
we're gonna have the same part no <laughs> literally we are <laughs> weapon of choice fists <laughs> blades knowledge or i don't fight blades 100 percent. yeah i don't know what i would want i'm gonna go with i don't fight <laughs> they scare me <laughs> me immediately going for blades and sarah's like i don't fight oh my god i don't even know what this is which is see see the vampire that's one of the volturi from twilight oh, oh it says which yeah oh, this is all the same person it says which michael sheen werewolf vampire angel or android um um vampire i'll go vampire because i was literally just talking about the volturi earlier what's android a robot um, there's also never heard of oh, I didn't see that option i'm going never heard of him okay oh what did you get who'd you get who'd you I get lane <laughs> are you kidding who'd you i got Feyre. oh oh okay if you could be anything what would you if you could wait if you could be anything would you want to be an illyrian a hybrid a normal human an immortal fey or a shadow singer mm, i'm gonna i'm gonna do an immortal fey i'm gonna do a hybrid all right <laughs> Okay. <laughs> if you could have any special trait, it would be to transform into an animal, to be immortal, to be able to control darkness, to have wings, to have great fighting skills. I want. I would say great fighting skills. I want wings. Okay, slay. <laughs> um, if you had the choice, you wanted to live in the universe of right of oh my god, Reese and Feyre, or the world of Rowan and Aelin. I feel like my chances. One hundred percent. My chances of survival are higher in Akatar. Yeah, but that's what I'm like. With recent Feyre, 100%. I want to meet Dory. I'm going to Rowan and Aelin. <laughs> <laughs> Even if your life is short over there, at least you've yeah. seen Dory. Um, your world is about to be destroyed. Would you fight to the end with my friends? I won't let anybody die. Sacrifice myself because I would do anything for my loved ones. Do anything to save it. It's for the greater good. Do anything to ensure my family and friends are safe or go away as far as possible. I don't want to have anything to do with this. That's literally me, but I feel like... I would ensure my family and friends are safe. That I was about to say, if I, I joke, like I wouldn't do anything, but I feel like if I was in the situation, I would do anything to save it. Yeah. I feel like I would do anything to save you know anyway no a person you dislike very much is about to die would you let them die they wouldn't rescue me either save them even though you don't want to sacrifice yourself to save them or help them nobody should die anymore i would say save them just because i i like i feel like you know don't be the person yeah, that lets them die i guess i would help them if you could have any pet it would be an eagle they are majestic a fox a black horse a koala bear i don't want a pet I would say a horse. I love horses so much. Um, koala bear. You were just talking about koalas. Yeah, I'm choosing that one. Um, in your group of friends, you are the leader, the quiet one, the show off, the clown, the idiot. Wow. I feel like I have to be the idiot. <laughs> no, I have to be the idiot. <laughs> no. Yeah. I'll say the clown. You don't pick the idiot. <laughs> You're i'll not. pick the quiet one okay okay oh what do you look for in a guy they spelt <laughs> muscles wrong but <laughs> <laughs> they've also been saying life instead of live <laughs> muscles looks humor kindness protectiveness i would say humor i feel like i'm a big personality um, gal i guess i'm gonna say kindness okay slay um 
Did you just read that one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if your dream guy had a scar, you wouldn't... What the <laughs> hell is this question? <laughs> I didn't read these questions before going into them. You wouldn't mind, find it attractive, accept it, but not like it or dump him? Find it attractive, if I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the perfect relationship needs adventure, mystery, deep conversations, honesty, or trust. Um, Both honesty and yeah. trust. <laughs> I guess I'll... But I'll... Maybe trust. I'll say trust. Oh, your dream guy is a personal killer, spy, general, king, or high lord. High lord. Hey. Um... Dory's a king. I okay. I'm gonna say king. You want to end <laughs> up with the joking cast, the mysterious Azrael, the all-powerful Reese, the loyal Rowan, the scarred Dorian. Okay. I mean, you know what you're saying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Who are you gonna pick? Yeah, Which yeah. One? Mm, it's so hard because honestly, I've been loving Azrael recently. Mm-hmm. Like I've really been loving him, but I'll go with Reese. I have to stick to my roots, really. Okay. Okay. Let's ah. see it. What? Who'd you get? I got Reese. I got Rowan. (laughs) (gasps) Oh my god. (laughs) It says, like you, he values his freedom and doesn't show his true feelings to everyone. He had a very hard past and would do anything to save his loved ones. This one says, much like yourself, Reason wouldn't let everybody know his true self. (laughs) (laughs) It had valid. Underneath it said, I had 71%, though. My mate was Dorian. That being said, go take the quizzes. I'll link them down below. You guys can then tell us who you guys are down in the comments. And with that being said, thank you so much for listening to the episode today about our all things the Massiverse. And uh, go go read if you haven't. <laughs> Happy Crescent City 3 release. Yay. I hope you guys are enjoying your reads. For listening, for watching. Yeah, thank you. Leave your, your thoughts on all of these down below. Yeah. Leave your thoughts as always. We would love to hear it. And we shall talk to you guys next week. Bye. Yeah. Bye.